0: Hi, this is Dr. Karen Horton from Johns Hopkins. In this lecture, we'll be discussing scanner protocols, and I'm specifically going to address Siemens scanner protocols since that's what we use here. Now, for virtual colonoscopy, it's preferred that you have a multi-detector scanner, at least four-slice or better. For the Akron trial, they used 16, 32, and 64. Actually, half the sites had a 64-slice scanner. You definitely want a scanner that can do thin collimation because that will decrease partial voluming and improve the quality of your MPRs and your 3D views. And also with multi-detector CT, you have shorter scan times, you have less respiratory motion and less motion artifacts. Also, the MDCT scanners offer decreased radiation dose compared to the earlier scanners, and also it's very important that you get a single acquisition breath hold, which is very quick. So now on the 64-slice scanners, it's like 10 seconds. If you have a faster scanner, like we have the Siemens flash, it's just a few seconds. So certainly all patients can tolerate that. If you look at the 2009 ACR guidelines, they recommend collimation is less than or equal to 3 millimeters and your reconstruction interval would be less than or equal to 2 millimeters. In this study by Lou, it was actually 2003, they looked at 25 patients with two different reconstructions, 1.25 millimeters every one millimeter, or five millimeters every two millimeter. And they actually found no difference in sensitivity for polyps greater than or equal to five millimeters. But they did find decreased false positives with the thinner collimation. So that's important. In this other study from 2008, They were looking at radiation dose. And it's important when you're doing virtual colonoscopy that you pay attention to this. These should be low-dose scans because these are screening studies in healthy people. So in this article, they looked at the mean effective dose per institution, and they found it to be 5.7 millisieverts. So that's reasonable. So it was 2.8 for the supine and 2.5 for the prone. And that other study I've listed there from 2004, there were 15 patients that they studied with various doses, like ultra-low dose, 0.05 millisieverts, up to 12 millisieverts. And they found that the sensitivity for polyps greater than or equal to 5 millimeters decreased at very low doses, but was still reasonable at significantly low doses, like 1.6 MAS. In this study by McCary, he looked at four-slice scanner, and one millimeter detector collimation, and he used 120 kV, which we usually use a, a half second rotation speed, and he used an effective MAS of 50. And the total dose, including the prone and supines for males, was 7 millisieverts and females was 7.8 millisieverts. And using that technique, you can see there was a high sensitivity, 93%, and a high specificity, 97% for large polyps. Those are the ones that are a centimeter or greater another study from 2007 using an effective MAS of 50 and 120 kV, and they had um, two settings. So they had 20 times 1.2 millimeter setting or 64 times 0.6 millimeter setting. And you can see that it's similar. Obviously, the 1.2 was slightly lower, but only minimal. So you can see using the 64 slice at 0.6 millimeter collimators, the female's total dose was 4.5 millisieverts, and the male's was 4.2 millisieverts. So what do we actually do at Hopkins? Well we actually use the Akram protocol. So that we use our 64 slice scanner and use our 0.6 millimeter collimators. We reconstruct 1 millimeter slices every 0.8 millimeters. Okay? So that equals about a 10-second breath hole. And we image at expiration. It's important to image at expiration because then the hepatic flexure and the splenic flexure are well distended. If you image at full inspiration, then the diaphragms move down and sometimes the spl- splex- flexures become compressed. So we reconstruct every three to five millimeters in soft tissues to look at the extra colonic structures. So we do two reconstructions. The first one is one millimeter slices every 0.8 millimeters using a soft tissue algorithm. And then we reconstruct a second time three to five millimeter slices. So typically it would be really five millimeters every five millimeters. So we can look at the extra colonic structures. We would use a collimation of 0.6, we use KV120. Effective MAS is 50, so the total dose as calculated by Akron is, averages 6.9 milligray, and that includes both prone and supine. Now, if a patient is large, then 50 effective MAS is really too little. So basically, if they you can't fit them in like a 40-centimeter field of view, then you would increase your effective MAS to 100. You still have a reasonable dose. The goal is really to get the effective dose down, so similar to a barium enema or one or two years of background radiation. So the protocol which I've discussed with you usually average between five and seven millisieverts, which is equal to about two years of background radiation. The ACR guidelines say that you have to adapt your radiation to patient size, so either using a certain technique, that chart, or using automatic exposure control. And they recommend that the entire study should equal one half the diagnostic reference level for routine abdominal and pelvic CTs. So including the prone and supine together, you should have less than half the dose of your usual diagnostic routine abdominal and pelvic CT. Or if you looked at this per acquisition, each acquisition should be about one quarter or less of what your standard abdominal CT would be. So if you use the, the parameters that I've discussed with you, then you'll definitely be within that range. Now, much lower doses for screening are possible. Generally, people use 120 kV, effective MAS somewhere between 50 and 80 or even lower. Okay. Now remember your effective MAS is equal to the tube current product, MAS divided by the spiral pitch value. So if you don't have a, in Siemens, it's really easy because they, you put in the effective MAS. If you're using a different scanner, make sure that you know what the effective MAS is and that MAS includes the rotation time. Okay. Additional imaging after repositioning and reinsufflation may be needed to adequately distend the colon segment. So the ACR guidelines take into account that, and they say, so the radiation dose should be appropriately increased for obese patients, or they know that the radiation dose will be slightly increased if you have to do extra acquisitions to make the study diagnostic, and that's fine. The slice reconstruction, again, the ACR guidelines is less than or equal to 3 millimeters, and interval reconstruction should be less than or equal to two millimeters. Now, if you're using a 64 slice multi detector scanner, you want to do a lot better than that. Basically you want to do the best that your scanner can do. So usually you aim for one millimeter slices reconstructed every 0.8 millimeters. And remember the second reconstruction should be performed to look for the extra colonic structures. You don't want to be looking at the liver and the spleen and the kidneys on those really grainy thin slices. Now you always have to do more than one position, so you can't save radiation dose by just doing one acquisition. So you need preferably prone and supine images, or if you can't obtain a prone or supine image for some reason, you need to do a second imaging position. So you could do supine and cube or oblique, you need more than one. This was a study from a long time ago, but I like it because it really proves the fact that you need to have more than one position. And you can see in this study, only 59% of the scans were adequate for polyp detection using only either the prone or supine. But if you put them both together, then it went up to 87%. So it's really important. And also when they looked at the interpretation, you can see that you miss a lot of things if you only look at one acquisition. So even if you did the supine and you thought it was the perfect study, well distended, not much residual fluid or stool, you still have to do two acquisitions and you have to review both of the acquisitions in order to get your maximum sensitivity and specificity. Now, sometimes it can be difficult with debilitated or elderly patients so you just have to be creative they may not tolerate the prone positioning at all so try to cube or oblique you could put a pillow or a wedge under them you just need to get them in a slightly different position to move the fluid and to allow better distension of some segments of the colon and then again additional imaging after repositioning or reinsufflation may be needed so if you do two acquisitions and there's still one segment let's say you do supine and an oblique, and you still don't have good acquisition of the cecum, then you might want to do a left lateral decubitus. And the left lateral decubitus would help because then the right side of the colon is up, so the air will distend the right side of the colon, okay? These are low-dose scans, so if you have to do another acquisition, it's fine because you need to get a good diagnostic study. So in the next few slides, I've listed the actual protocols that we use. So this is our somatome sensation 64. The KVP is 120. Effective MAS is 50. Or obese patients, we use 100. Our rotation time is 0.5 seconds. We use our 0.6 millimeter collimators. Our slice thickness is 1 millimeter for the 3D portion of the exam, 5 millimeters for the extracolonic. Reconstruction interval, 0.8 millimeters for the 3D portion of the exam, and 5 millimeters for the extracolonic portion. We use the smooth kernel, so the B20. B20F for... Is the smooth and B30F is the medium smooth so either of those would be fine you don't want to use a lung window algorithm we view it in the lung windows but you don't want to use the B80 the sharp algorithm you want to make sure you have the smooth algorithm the contrast what you're giving is co2 insufflation of the colon or room air and then the positions we use prone supine and then we add a left lateral decubitus for the rectum once we remove the tube so once we remove the tube, deflate the balloon, remove the tube, we just do a very small acquisition through the lower part of the rectum so we don't miss anything that might be obscured by the balloon. And we do it during expiration, as I said, so make sure the flexures are well distended. On our somatome definition, it's very similar protocol, 120 KVP, 50 effective MAS. Again, we try to get one millimeter slices reconstructed every 0.8 millimeters for the virtual colonoscopy portion of the exam, and then just five-by-fives to look at the extra-colonic structures, and again, the smooth algorithm and during expiration. And it's almost identical for the new somatome definition flash. The parameters are actually very similar to the others, except this is going to be a faster scan. So we definitely shouldn't have a problem with patients being able to tolerate three or four second breath hold at expiration. It is difficult to hold your breath at expiration, even for 10 to 15 seconds. So by using the flash, if it only takes two or three seconds, most people can tolerate that. But by the same token, if they're breathing during that time, then you get motion on every single slice. So you want to make sure that you have the patient practice ahead of time holding their breath out so you don't get them while they're breathing in or out when you're scanning. So in conclusion, you really should have a multi-detector scanner for slice or better. Most of us are using 64 slice or better. You want to minimize the dose so decide what dose you're going to use the akron study use effective mas of 50 or less and if you really want to save radiation you could use the 50 on the supine and go even lower on the prone because you're not going to look at the extraclonic structures on the prone so you could use 50 effective mas on the supine and on the prone you could cut it to 30 or 20 to save some radiation thin slices with overlapping reconstruction as i said we use one millimeter slices every 0.8 millimeters. And you want a second acquisition with the thicker slices so your radiologist uh, can view the extracolonic structures comfortably without looking at those grainy thin slices. Okay. Thank you for your attention.